Hey guys, Superkid here. It is February 25th, 2018. Uh, just turned 41, and, uh, and <laughs> that doesn't really mean much. 41, who cares? Uh, but uh, anyway, this is um, a quick idea from a friend of mine. Uh, he asked that I do a uh, live podcast on Facebook, so I did some live streaming and got some direct questions from the fans. Um, so this is kind of a mini podcast with some really great uh, questions and, uh, and hopefully decent answers for me. Um, it's a good bridge until we get um, some more uh, beautiful guests coming through. Uh, we have um, Sky Blue and Misty Lovelace coming through. We'll definitely get to do a podcast with them. Same thing with Nicole O'Ring. We'll be passing through. And uh, my buddy Sin Sage, uh, who we will be podcasting with some more because she's fucking Sin Sage. And, you know, you, you kind of have to. She's, she's awesome. Um, uh, anyway plugs uh just keep coming to our sites www.superkidsworld.com and skwppb.com our buddy saya savage has a new uh site called sensually savage productions.com that she started about a month or two ago and it's fantastic if you guys want stuff that's a little edgier a little uh sexier than what we um i mean our stuff is sexy All right, let's not let's not do that but definitely pushes it closer to the R rating edge than we do um, then check her out she's got access to um, all of our local models and so she's uh, she's doing a great job and it's been my, my honor to, to you know assist her um, anyway so uh, drop me an email on imsebrakid at gmail.com if you feel like it if you don't don't write shit in the meantime enjoy this little podcast and uh, we'll see you uh, again soon Hey guys, how's it going? It's Sleeper Kid here. The date is, what is today? The 20, 24th, I think, 2018. Um, had a, an idea from a friend to do a solo live podcast. Just something kind of fun to, uh, to add in between uh, model visits. So the way this is going to work is you guys get to ask questions, and I'm going to try to answer them here. I've got uh, the recorder, I've got some wine, and I've got a little bit of time before my lovely wife... Uh, is done packing because she's leaving <clears throat> to go shoot with uh, Constance. I think you guys uh, know who Constance is. Anyway, so um, yeah, start asking the questions. I'm seeing a lot of you are signing on right now. I got Jordan Toddwell, Aaron Kettle, uh, Michael Kosman, Jason Pierce. You guys, thank you so much for uh, signing in. Ask any questions you like, and I will answer as much as I can, and uh, I'll try to make it informative, funny, all that good stuff. Um, as for what's been going on now, it's uh, <clears throat> it's been a couple of months since our last podcast with Tracy Jordan, and uh, that was a blast. Um, but it's just been shoot, 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 work, work, work like crazy. Um, we've uh, been filling up most of January and February with, with just nonstop customs and shoots. Um, <clears throat> and um, we're going to take a break. So officially March, we're not shooting at all. Uh, April, we're going to take most of that time off to go to New York and spend it with uh, Jacqueline's family and also shoot with Callie Logan and shoot some stuff up there. Then we're going to come back and get back into the, the role of things in May. Um, we have one question from Aaron Kettle. Is Honey ever coming back? As some of you know, Honey is uh, one of the best-known wrestlers we've had at SKW. Um, she... Uh, she hails from London. I think she may have moved since then, but um, uh, she did some great stuff with us in the past. Unfortunately, I think, if I'm correct, um, she kind of left the scene. If I'm if last, I heard she left the scene uh, to you know to take care of personal stuff and to live her life. And you know, we applaud 
applaud her for that. Uh, but she, uh, I don't think she's doing wrestling anymore. I don't think she's even doing her own uh, grappling stuff that she did, um, which is, you know, kind of sad. But, you know, she's, she's got to do what she's got to do. And if she's happy, then we're happy for her. Um, we got Matthew Rocco saying, hello, kid. Um, th- hello. <laughs> this is new to me, so I'm going to be a little awkward. Uh, David Wolf, how do you focus... Wait, I should have... Yeah, I got my glasses. I can do this. Hold on. <clears throat> How do you focus make fake wrestling? Not sure what that question means, actually. Um, how do I... I don't know. David, you might want to rephrase that so I can get an idea of what you mean. Um, I'll come back to it. Uh, Matthew Rocco says, Hey, I'm a producer as well. How do you get so successful getting girls for your shoots? As you said, you'll be up in New York in April. Do you guys want to use a ring? Um... In, uh, in New Jersey. Uh, well, actually, thank you for the offer. That's really cool. Ooh. Uh, we are going to be up there in April. I think we're going to kind of keep it just basic, like uh, like hotel, apartment, studio shoots. I don't think we're going to really need a ring out there, but really appreciate it. Uh, as for the getting girls part, um, I know a lot of you are up-and-coming producers, and I, I or, or you know you want to be a producer. Uh, that's a big question that I get all the time. Is um, oh shit, <laughs> Noel is watching me. Yep. Now, now I feel all kinds of weird. But uh, no, uh, you should ask some of the girls. Actually, you can ask Noel and a few other girls that have worked for us. Uh, uh, when it comes to getting models for what we do, uh, really the best thing I can tell you is have money and be professional. Be able to back up what you're shooting with the appropriate pay, pay the models what they're worth, uh, and be respectful and uh, lay out exactly what you want. Let them know what, what's coming. Don't have any surprises. Uh, and they shoot with you under those conditions. Um, they'll have a good time and most, you know, more than likely they'll want to come back. So just uh, you know, be ready to pay. Be ready to lay out what you want to shoot. Be very specific. Uh, and just be professional. It, there's no secret. I mean, if, if there's a model that wants to work and you're offering that work and it's in the parameters of what she wants to make and what she wants to shoot, then just, yeah, it'll, it'll happen. Um, if for some reason you, um, you, know, you, pre- you present it in such a way that it feels uncomfortable or you're trying to pull stuff out at the last minute that you didn't agree on, then that's on you. And that's, that's something you should not do. So that's just, you know... Uh, as far as contacting models, uh, there's tons of girls on Twitter that offer booking emails. Um, you can always contact them there. There's modeling websites. There's One Model Place. Um, I forgot what the other one was. But uh, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Um, we have some more wine here until I read the next one. Okay, Brian Miles asks, the funds that you get from customs, how do you go about distributing the money to your models and also having some for yourself? Is there a percentage method behind it? Uh, that's a really good question. Ooh. I can only answer part of it because obviously financial uh, financial details are going to stay pretty private the same way I'm sure everyone else here would prefer theirs stay. Um, obviously, <laughs> what is Noel saying? If you weren't doing this but could pick any other job in the world, what would you see yourself doing? All right. Okay. All right. I'll answer that in a sense. But anyway, so financially... Um, you want to, I guess, in terms of the customs that we we set up, we mostly, we, I don't really charge extra for myself unless 
I'm doing a lot of extra work post uh, shoot. So if, if we usually the the customs that we shoot, the money goes straight to the girls. And then if there's anything on top of that, it's because I have to do um, video effects, sound effects. I have to pay extra for my guy to do extreme special effects, or it's gonna take like you know I know and uh, data edit because there's tons of cuts, stuff like that. Um, let's see. Um, <clears throat> Uh, for Noelle's question, what do I see myself doing? Uh, let me just scroll down to see what it said. Uh, if you weren't doing this but could pick any other job in the world, what would you see yourself doing? <laughs> she says I'm an actor who does stand-up albums. Uh, you, she seems to think I'm a funny guy, and I really appreciate that. Um, I think I have my moments, but um, uh, I don't know, man. I When I was a kid, I wanted to be a special effects artist, if that's weird uh i always one of my big heroes when i was growing up was uh was tom savini um and um and like people like dick smith and stuff like that those were my guys and my friend andrew actually got me into horror movies and comics and all the geekery that led to what i am now um so i think that was my main goal when i was a kid i wanted to be like a either a comic book artist which i just was not very good at drawing uh but the other one was to be you know a special effects artist like someone who did just really gruesome you know, Walking Dead style uh, effects, stuff like Greg Nicotero and, and KNB and those guys do now. Um, so that could have been it. I don't know. Uh, maybe a, a, a director, you know, like doing like actual films, which is I'm, I'm a huge movie buff, so that could have been a thing. Um, but uh, obviously that's a harder thing to break into. Uh, being an actor, doing what I do for my site, like I don't think I'm a good actor at all. Like I didn't... <laughs> Not even close, but I, I get it to the point where it's good enough for the producer, and I think that's good. Um, but Noelle, I always appreciate making you laugh, so I think I think I can live with that. Um, Stacy Rogers says, when was it that you realized that uh, owning and creating for SKW is what you wanted to do in life? Um, it's another good question. I... Uh, I there was a point, and I am gonna, we're going to do a podcast. My wife and I are going to do one that... Uh, uh, it has to do with the genesis of both Velvet's Fantasies and, and Sleeper Kids World. But for now, that's I can go back to being in a really shitty apartment, like, I don't know, 2004. And I was still working as like an insurance PR guy for like a diabetic insurance company. It was really exciting. And um, I, I was just starting to do the site. We had shot some stuff in my living room. We had used like comforters on the floor instead of any, I mean, I should have gotten like mats, but I just didn't have money. So we were using my comforters, uh, a camera that I managed to borrow off somebody. Um, and um, it wasn't until I looked at a paycheck that I got from the shitty job that I had and then compared it to what I was making that week. And it was neck and neck, like literally neck and neck uh, that I decided, you know, I'm going to jump off this raft and see if I can find my own fucking island. And so I did. I, I ended up, um, I could, I wish I could say I quit, but they ended up finding my emails. I was looking through, it's just, I hated that job so much and I was never good with authority. Um, but they found some emails that had pictures of girls wrestling cause I was taking customs. And so they brought me into an office and they were like, what are these? And I was just like, that's my reason to get fired. And so they fired me. Um, but from that point on, like it, it was that was it. I was like, I got, I'm doing this. Like, if I if it tanks and I end up going tits up, then at least I gave it a shot. But as time progressed, it started to become evident that people liked what we were doing, and people were were responding to it. And so I uh, 
I stuck with it. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's working out pretty good so far. So I'll keep you posted on that. Um, okay, let's see if there's uh, another question here. BJ Culberson asks, what is the weirdest custom request you've received? This is usually one that I ask the girls too. So uh, when we have models or producers here and the boys, um, Chase and Ninja, it's my boy. So um, there's too many to count, really. There's so many fucking weird requests. And I don't, actually, let me, let me take that back. I don't like using the word weird because it's, I mean, everyone has their fetish. You know, you, you, your fetish comes to you, uh, you know, regardless of, of, of your your thoughts on it. You, something's going to get triggered when you're young um, if you are prone to that particular frame of mind and you're going to develop a fetish. Um, of course, it's obviously a more male-based um, phenomenon, but, you know, you see something when you're a kid. You see a TV show. You know, you're going to form those those thoughts and, and you're going to get that that hook, like my friend Gary Pranzo uh, likes to, to call it. But, so nothing's really weird. There's just some stuff that we just don't want to do or we just we, we it's just not our thing and so we always get requests that are there's some that you just go like don't you know what i do don't have you seen the website if you go to the website it's really evident that we do combat we do mixed wrestling we do you know assassins ninjas all that awesome shit we don't do like cannibalism you know so we had one guy who wanted to see a girl defeat another girl in a very short fight and then eat her and then we I thought, does he want us to go like screen goes black and you hear like munching sounds or he wanted to, to pay for like special effects and wanted to have an actual like eating fingers, eating parts of the shoulder and uh, biting into the neck and tearing chunks out, you know, and from a horror movie fan's perspective, I'm like, okay, I, I get it, but it's, why are you asking me to do this? Like, this is not what's on our menu. You know, you don't go into a McDonald's and ask for a muffler. It's just... It's not what they're providing. Um, in terms of other stuff, I don't know, man. Uh, my favorite one was the, the one that Helena and I had when we were really young in the business. And it was like, she was supposed to be my older sister and she wrestles me to the ground and makes me tap out. And she spends five minutes making me open my mouth as she farts into it. So we couldn't stop laughing at that. And she kept insisting that we do it. She's like, just fucking, let's just fake it. Like pretend... You know, we'll throw in some fake sounds, and I'm like, yeah, but that's not a, that's not a, a door or a window I want to open, because, yeah, for for obvious reasons, as we all know. But uh, those are some of them. Uh, the other ones, you know, are like the other girls have said, like you know, stuff with with bodily fluids that we don't want to have. I mean, um, unfortunately for people like my friend Rick who hates it, we still do the drooling stuff, you know, within the parameters of what the girls are okay with. But yeah, no poop, no pee, you know, I. Just, yeah, not really what we do. Uh, okay, so we got some more. Uh, hold on. Oh, crap. How do, I, how do I go back? No, how do I go back? <laughs> oh, shit. Did I just fuck this up? Hold on. No, don't, I don't want to tag people. There we go. All right. Um, uh, not a question, but I wanted to say Empire Strikes Back is my favorite movie ever. Oh, well, thank you, Ishmael Green. That's a good movie. That's actually... Probably still my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, I really dug the last one, but I'm not going to get into that because then it'll be a fucking flame war for the people who who didn't like it. Which, of course, you know, you guys are all wrong. Um, and uh, the next question is: How supportive were your family when they found out you were doing SKW? Do you still run into people from your past life? 
Um, my family, um, to be honest, didn't know about it for the longest time. My parents were very Catholic. Uh, we grew up, you know, pretty intensely Catholic. Uh, it wasn't until I started getting into my late teens and my mom started to kind of chill out a little bit with that. Um, and now she's she's more of a, I guess, a liberal Catholic now. You know, she, she's not she's not fire and brimstone. She believes in loving the world and, and everybody should be loved and in spite of race or, or gender or sexual orientation. And so that's that's the mom that I love. But uh, for a long time, she kept on giving me these these kind of, uh, I don't know, these, these talks about how she didn't want me to do porn or, no, I think it was, don't do porn, don't sell drugs. Those are the two things. I don't know why it was those two things in particular. I don't know what happened to her when she was younger. I should talk to her about it. But yeah, it was always, please don't do porn, please don't do drugs. Because for a long time, I was kind of afraid because I thought she would think that this was porn, which technically it's more fetish work, but a Catholic lady is not going to discern those things. So for a long time, I did not um, bring it up to her. And it wasn't until uh, one day we got a bag of outfits from a guy who just sent us all these uh, uh, one pieces and stuff, and and she was looking through the, uh, the things with me. And uh, she just... You know, I just said, "Hey, wouldn't this look good on Devin?" Or wouldn't this? Because she knew all the girls, so I was like, "Wouldn't this look good on uh, Sapphire?" Or what would this look like on Alex? And she's like, "Oh yeah, this would look great." Or maybe this. And she started getting really into the the picking out of the outfits. And by the time we were done with that conversation, she was having a blast with it. And that's when I explained to her, like, you know, what I'm shooting is female fighting, and it's all fake. No one's getting hurt. And then she just kind of, I think she remembered what she told me because she was like, "Okay, that's not really porn." Okay. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm also not selling drugs while I do it, which would be awkward um, to do <laughs> at the same time. But uh, so, yeah, my parents know what I do. Uh, they don't ask me uh, about details. They don't care what I shot. They just care that I am making enough money where I, I am not starving and that I'm happy and that um, I, I enjoy what I do. And they love the fact that I'm my own boss because I can set my own hours and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're, they're very happy with it. As for my old life... I really, I've, every once in a while, I'll bump, I'll bump into someone from like an old job and, and it's just kind of weird because a lot of times I forget names. Like when it comes to people I haven't seen in more like five years, forget it. And there was a couple of guys from my old, I used to play guitar. I was a guitar shop. There were guys on stage at a show who were yelling at me, calling my name and it was really bizarre. And I was like, they were like, yeah, dude, yeah, we used to work with you. Remember? And I was like, yeah, no, so no. Um, okay. Let's see. Um... Thank you, Joseph Kimball, for that question. David Stogsdale writes, were you ever worried that, uh, with this particular job that the juice may not be worth the squeeze? Uh, I.e., did you hold on to a shit day job because you did this for fun and maybe didn't think that it would pay off? And yeah, yeah. Like I said, I worked at a diabetic fucking insurance company where you had to just call old people in Missouri and ask them, how happy they were with their insurance and if they didn't have any did they want yours and then they would stay on the phone with you for fucking 80 hours because they were just really elderly people and they just like to hear people on the phone it was it was nice but i found out that it's not pronounced missouri it's missouri and that's all i got from that job and so uh i that was it that was it that was the job that was going to be my my leg into pr which is what i got my my um my first degree in it was in public relations and 
I was like, dude, I, man, I would just be, I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't, I don't want to say that I would like swan dive on a, onto a shotgun if I had stayed there, but like it's, it was a rough, it was a rough game. I might have gotten a better job. I might have climbed the ladder. I might have become the king of diabetic insurance in Missouri, maybe. And I'd be diabetic kids, kids world. Um, but that doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, okay, so let's keep it going for a little bit. We got Carlos Rodrigo who's watching. Thank you very much for coming in. Vinny Pontillo. I'm trying to read this so bad. I'm nearsighted as fuck. And my wife is in the room. Hey, honey. <laughs> what are you doing talking to yourself? Oh like my god. I, <laughs> I know it sounds like I'm fucking crazy. Uh, my wife is leaving us. Leaving us. Leaving, leaving me tonight. She's leaving, leaving me to, to go work with Constance. She's going to leave me alone for like four days. This house is going to burn to the fucking ground. Okay, you have fun. <laughs> you can ask those people who are coming over. Are they ready? They got, the, they got shit ready. Mm. Well, um... Another question from Vinny Pontillo. He says, asking from the perspective of a self-defense teacher, what safety precautions would you recommend for models going to a shoot with someone they've never worked with before? Um, Stacey Rogers says The Last Jedi rocked. Yes, it did. Uh, yes. Safety precautions. Are you, I'm assuming you mean pro, with like someone who's going to a wrestling shoot. Uh, that's kind of an open-ended question. Um, if you're going to do something like bondage or something like that, make sure you have a professional rigor on point that, you know, whoever's doing it knows what they're doing. Uh, if you feel like you need to bring um, a chaperone, do that. That's always really good. Uh, it's also a good deterrent for creepy people. Like, it, it gets rid of creepy people really fast when you're like, hey, I'm bringing this big dude with me. And they'll suddenly go, like, oh, yeah, let's cancel it. Yeah, yeah, fucking creepy. Um However, if you're going to shoot at a wrestling, um, here, let me take a look and see if you explained yourself. Um, <laughs> David says shit. Uh, if you're going to, to a wrestling shoot, uh, especially if it's pro wrestling, uh, be very careful. Like we, we are very careful here. Um, it, most wrestling companies that I've heard girls talk about now, they're more like grappling based or fantasy grappling. Um, just make sure that the people that you're working with know what they're doing um, and make sure that you're very assertive. If there's something you're not comfortable doing, say no. And if they don't take no for an answer, then get the fuck out. Just, you know, grab your bags and say, I'm, okay, well, then it's nice to have uh, met you for the short period that we did. But uh, for the most part, uh, good producers will show you a script, will teach you step by step what these things need to look like, will explain what they need to get from you in terms of reactions and um, sorry, I'm a little congested. Uh, it's been a shitty week for that. Um, this helps. This really does. Mm. But uh, make sure you're working with people who are professionals that show you how to do things correctly. Um, it's great if the other person that, that's working with you has more experience too because you can learn from them. Or if you're somebody who has a lot of experience, you can teach the people there. But just make sure that you're not being asked to do anything that, um, that makes you feel uncomfortable and that uh, no one's trying to pull some weird shit. The, the thing that I've heard the most recently that I think is, is very kind of fucked up are the companies that have the uh, the whole like, hey, you'll make an extra 500 bucks if you really beat this girl kind of clause, and they just tell each girl that unbeknownst to each other um, and uh, just so they can get a more realistic and, and brutal fight. And that, I think, is... is they tell the girls. It's kind of... They do, but a lot of it's stories... Expensive. 
a lot of stories I've heard, it's like, well, it's like they'll tell the girls, but they won't let the other girls know that the other one has, knows about this. That even then, the incentive thing is still pretty fucked up to me because it's like, yeah, really beat the shit out of this girl. And uh, that's, that's a little outside of where I would ever want to, uh, to operate. And, uh, you know, it's just, that's, that's, just be careful. Just be very careful. When you, find, when you go on set, be careful and, um, and just make sure everyone knows what they're doing and, and, um, and all that good stuff. Um, okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, Matthew Rocco says, be like me. I have a second profile that no one knows and cover your face. I am. Okay. Uh, how did you ever, how did you ever in contact with the pro wrestlers? Not sure what you mean by that. Are you, are, if you mean like, how did I ever get in touch with pro wrestlers? Um, uh, that was, uh, Lady Victoria was my first pro wrestler. She contacted me a long time ago and, um, and basically just, uh, you know, said we want to come through with little genie and shoot some stuff with you. And I've heard good things. And, from that point on, it became word of mouth, and so we started to work with with other people that have worked with her, people like Angel Williams, and then from Angel came, you know, tons of other girls that we started work working with. My favorites, I and mean, there's a lot of favorites, but uh, you know, people like Lacey and Rain and and Awesome Kong, and, and people who just ended up being like just really awesome, <laughs> to to coin a phrase, but all really good people and, and fun to work with, and I love having them back. Uh, Roxy, uh, Tiffany Rocks, Fantasy. Um, Fantasia, I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, everybody from like Helena Heavenly's crew, I mean, uh, that's that's where it all kind of came from, and they're 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 awesome. Um, hello, Robin. Robin's watching. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you do a pro wrestling shoot, always have someone that is experienced. Okay, well, you're okay. <laughs> that is not a question. Um, Joseph Kimball says, I know people can get starstruck when they meet you, but what is your favorite moment meeting someone famous? Mm. I don't know. People don't really. Uh, I don't know. How to, honey, has anybody been starstruck meeting us? Maybe at a at like a convention, maybe. I think maybe like at a con, maybe Everyone. we'll get that. Um, but we, yeah, this is not it's not that big. Like I think most of the guys who recognize us don't want to put it out there that wrestling might be their secret, you know, fetish. Um, uh, so they wouldn't like come running at us, you know, with, with their with their kids. Uh, but. Um, Best moment meeting someone famous. Jesus Christ. I, uh, I've met a few people. Like, I don't go out of my way to, to, to meet celebrities because in my mind, like, they're very entertaining people, but they're also just people. So, but I, I, yeah, I get it. I, I, I see some people sometimes and I want to go, like, talk to them. I had a really good encounter with one of my favorite actors, um, Nathan Fillion from Firefly. Like, I met him on the docks of the San Mon... Well, sorry, not the docks. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a really... That went that went into a really weird area. That's more like the slash fic. Um, no, at the Santa Monica Pier. And he was shooting an episode of Castle. And I remember... I, I didn't want to bug him, per se, but I did see him, and I kind of yelled like a geek. Like a geek. Like Firefly geek. I yelled the word captain to him and he turned around and gave me this smile and he saluted in in, in the middle of the you know and i was just like uh, that was pretty fucking cool <laughs> um but uh, well we've been meeting um i just met scott thompson from the kids in a hall we were at this thing uh for a, a fanable fest for the show hannibal and he was there and got to talk to him and aaron abrams who was in that show as well um met a lot of people through dragon con um 
uh, the lady from uh, Indiana Jones from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Karen Allen, and also from Scrooge, was there one day, and we just she just gave me this big hug when she saw me, and huge smile, and just talked and talked and talked. Um, here's the thing: celebrities, if they're good people, they're just like you, man. They're, you know, it, it's I, I don't get very starstruck. Like you have to really work hard for me to like run across a room and like scream your name, and I, it doesn't really happen. But um, but yeah, so uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe my starstruck moment is yet to come. Maybe uh, yeah. Maybe I'll get back to you on that. Uh, okay, we have. Um, are you ready for another monster match between Nicole Uring and Sumiko? The rivalry will never end. From Jeff Zimmerman. Uh, I think so. I think we've been working on the house, we'll be getting it repainted, so the house is fairly ready for the monster rematch between Sumiko and Nicola Ring, which will be happening uh, June of this year. So we're going we're gonna to put up some boards on the windows, hire extra security. We're going to get medics out here, just bags of adrenaline with needles attached to them, just in case things go fucking crazy. And they probably will, because it is Nicola Ring and Sumiko. Uh, yeah, did you hear that? That was someone screaming. Because I said that. And they can't even hear me. The doors are closed. Okay, we have Brian Miles. What's some of your favorite moves to perform on the models or moves you like seeing models perform on each other? Me, personally, I like the torture rack. Um, I am a big fan of... I mean, obviously, my name's Sleeper Kid. Sleeper holds are, like, one of my favorites. I remember the drama of that move when I was a kid watching it on TV and just, like... Seeing someone flip out and they slowly, you know, slowly fade away. And the one thing I hated was the the Hulk Hogan like, oh my god, pick up the arm, one, two, and then suddenly he's up. And I'm just like, isn't that like you're constricting blood to someone's head? There's no like I'm suddenly gonna pop out of this. You know, it's not like if someone breaks your femur in like six places, you're not gonna be like, oh, he's limping, he's limping, now he's doing. You know, fucking cartwheels. And so I hated that moment. I hated the moment of like that last lift of the arm and then the person suddenly comes back and they stand up and they break the hold and they, that, 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 that stupid hero moment. So when I started doing the website, I'm like, we're not going to have that. We're not going to have it. Like if, if anything, you can elbow your way out of a sleeper. Fine. Okay. I can do that. But the whole like, oh, no, you never, could never get into that. Um, <clears throat> needless to say, the other move that I love doing because we do them very well and and safely to to reference what we were talking about earlier is the pile driver and I've I've it's a move that I'm really proud of uh, and uh, I love the way that we shoot it I love the way that it's performed here uh, I like that a lot of the models feel very comfortable doing it here and it's it's filmed in a, in a way that I don't think a lot of companies do film it's it's kind of captures everything head to toe so we're really really happy to do that um, aside from that man shit give me a sock the mandible claw that is. That is the best worst move of all time. Like, whoever came up with that one, I'm assuming it wasn't mankind. I think maybe someone before him came up with it. But the idea that, you know, that you can take somebody out with pressure points that are located under their tongue and you use a sock to get in there, brilliant. Fucking brilliant. God bless them. Okay, uh, we're going to wind it down just a little bit, uh, but you guys still have some questions here. Let's see. Uh, Stacy Rogers, do you have any dream performers for SKW? Well, you know what? A lot of the people that we have here are my dream performers. Like, there's girls that 
we have on the roster that I was like, this girl's never going to wrestle for me. Like, and, and, and this includes people who are local as well, uh, just friends who I'd be like, yeah, would you be interested in giving this? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, sure. And they'll show up and then suddenly you have someone like Saya and you have someone like Sumiko. You have someone like, um, uh, God, so many girls that just, you know, Anne-Marie was one of those girls where I was like, yeah, this girl is not going to really want to do this. And now she's like one of the best sellers in the market. Uh, as for uh, girls that I haven't had here that I would want to see, I would love to. Before I left WWE, I was a huge fan of Trish Stratus and like Lita. So those two girls, uh, Lita obviously is probably a big no because she's still, you know, she she had that horrible injury. Uh, from what I understand, she's doing really well now. Uh, Trish, I think they're getting her back into some stuff, but um, knowing WWE, they probably have contracts that you know it's going to keep him their property for life but if the chance presents itself i would love to hire uh them uh tony storm is a new face that i think is fucking amazing she's she's really like just brutal beautiful powerful uh very very skilled um so that's another person i would love to work with at some point um there's other girls like i can't even think of the names i'll have to i'll make a list and post it later on maybe maybe they'll they'll see it who knows okay um <clears throat> i literally froze when i make rick steamboat yeah uh, i would freeze if i met ricky uh, steamboat as well uh do you have a favorite video that you have made uh i can't answer that dude <laughs> that's like asking me to pick my favorite child but uh a long time ago my favorite video was Invasion 4 because it was it was like to me I geeked out so so hard when I saw Lady Victoria wrestle um, the heel at the time which was uh, the, the Mohawk girl named Jessel and uh, they just had that hotel match and I was just filming it and I was just like this is this is like instantly classic you know because it's you have these two unstoppable forces like just colliding and you get to see Jessel lose for the first time ever uh, or at least I think another yeah I think I defeated her once but uh, it's me you know it's, this is Lady Victoria we're talking about so um, that was a big one getting to watch Awesome Kong uh, beat up on Sumiko and you know Anne Marie and, and I think it was Avery I mean that was just insane it was so good not Avery sorry was it Avery I don't know shit my memory uh, Sapphire as well watching Sapphire pick Amazing Kong up for like a a, a Sapphire bomb I, I, dude, I could not. I don't know how I filmed it. I don't know how I didn't drop the camera and just start laughing, crying in total joy because it was so awesome to see that happen. Uh, to, you know, for Sapphire to take Nikki Rocks's move and use it on 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 Kong, that was another great moment. But it's it's tough to pick the favorite one because there's so many good ones. We shot like 17 clips in the last two weeks alone. And, and they're all really fun. So um, that's that's one I can't answer. Um, Eliza is watching. Hello, Eliza. Eliza might be making her big return tomorrow. So you guys have to keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, she's been she's been gone for a while. All right. Um, let's see what we got. Okay, other than Sapphire, who would you say is the strongest model in your local uh, roster? Uh, Sumika always surprises me with her strength. Um strongest as in physically strong uh sapphire well sapphire's up there uh and like you said sumiko is is just amazingly strong i mean this is a girl that has uh delivered tombstone pile drivers to people like sapphire to i think to to cameron maybe i'm not sure or to jordan grace um 
Uh, and these are girls who are like lots of muscle and, and they're just not easy to lift unless they're, they're jumping with you. But even then, you have to have that core strength to get them up there. Uh, in this case, it was uh, Anne-Marie that really blew me away. So I think out of all the girls that you wouldn't be uh, expecting to have that kind of strength, Anne-Marie is the girl that um, – because she's so known for being like the loser all the time. She's always the, the jobber. You know, She's the face. She's got that very beautiful, very girl-next-door look. And she's very thin and like she's just – but you see her arms. When you actually look at her arms and they, they pop and she's got like this amazing core strength. And her current day job, I mean – or past day jobs, I mean she would like unpack trucks filled with like 70 to 100-pound boxes. I mean this is a girl who is strong. And so she's lifting people up like it's nothing and people aren't expecting it because it's like, no, this girl's this, this girl's like – Kind of like you know, gangly and, and thin and 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 you know, a, a pretty girl next door, and she can't get me up there, and suddenly you're up there. So, I would say out of all the girls we work with, Amory is one of the girls that is very very strong that you don't see it coming. Obviously, in terms of like just pure strength, people like Kong blew me away. Uh, honestly, Jordan Grace is one of the not just strongest, but one of the fastest and just like just quick on her feet. Uh, technical scientific wrestlers I'll, I've, I'll probably ever meet and just like super fucking strong. I mean what that girl does in a gym is yeah I, I went with her to the gym I think like once and I just kind of sat in my little elliptical cardio thing just staring at her and going like nah that's that's all you girl. Um, okay so let's see uh, Gia is strong as hell too. Gia Primo is very strong extremely strong. I've been trapped in a bunch of her moves and uh had to tap out immediately. We had a, a grappling match where she just, yeah, she owned me and I think Devin back to back. And then she did this almost, I think she almost beat Sapphire. I think there was like a tie. I forgot how that went. But, um, but anywho, so uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up uh, for SKW. Um, we've got other podcasts on the way. We have, hopefully, we have uh, some coming up with Sky Blue, Misty Lovelace. Um, we're also going to have uh, Sin Sage come through, uh, so we might have to do another sit-down with her. And uh, who else is coming through that I, I was – oh, yeah, Nicole O'Ring wants to do a podcast. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of amazing conversations coming up. If anybody has any last-minute questions, this is the time to, to go ahead and, um, and ask them. Otherwise, I can just come up with my own topics because I'm drinking wine. Oh, well, listen to that dead air. <laughs> it's like murder. So it's just like there's nothing going on there. Uh, and uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, to doing some more traveling with my wife later this year. So I think we're going to try to just see more of the world and, and, um, and meet new people and hopefully, um, you know, chloroform them and sleep or, you know, sleep with them out. Um, if there's no more questions, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and looking at this mug. Uh, and Ishmael says thank you for all of you thank you very much um, thank you guys for, for being here for us like I think uh, we couldn't do what we do uh, without you I mean it would just be empty screens with no one watching them so thank you so much for um, uh, for keeping us alive uh, and no more questions alright okay so uh, stay tuned in terms of what's coming up uh, we are shooting some big uh, you know like one big project before we take our break taking that break between March and um, 
most of April, uh, no shoots, but we will be doing our updates. We will be putting up lots of new material. Um, our buddy Saya Savage has a new company up, which is really great, SensuallySavageProductions.com, I think. And she's producing kind of, definitely, you know, sexier stuff uh, than, than uh, we're used to doing, but it's, it's, it's looking great. So give that a shot. Um, in the meantime, um, you guys have a good night. Rock and roll to you too, Wade. Uh, and um, we'll see you next time. Adios.